Hi, this is Monica Olivas. I love running, eating, and sharing the best tips and strategies to help you run your best life. It's time to get inspired, do the work, and be brave so you can chase down your goals. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. We're doing a speed challenge this month, but my running watch played a trick on me day one. And there's a ton to catch up on, a rowing machine, Beat Saber, Wildfires, Yogurtland. I hope you're ready for an awesome run because we have a lot to chat about. Let's start off with the warm-up. I'm going to tell you how to do the speed challenge in the main event. So if that is all you came here for, you can sprint to that in the timestamp in the show notes. But before that, I feel like we have a ton to catch up on. The first thing being actually related to the speed challenge, I went out to do my first run. It's a time trial run on Friday. And I usually don't pay a ton of attention to my running watch as I'm running, unless I'm doing some sort of speed workout that's very specific. If I'm doing set intervals where I'm trying to hit certain times for each distance, I'll glance at it because that's the point of that workout. That's maybe once a week and not even recently because there's been really poor air quality and out of the blue, my foot just kind of started acting weird. So I backed off a bit in terms of challenging workouts, speed workouts like that. Anyways, most of the time on a average run, I'm not really looking at my watch. And I wasn't as I was even doing the time trial because I was trying to just see where my pace is right now if I tried to push myself for a set distance. And I genuinely don't know. So I was going off of effort level as I was running, but not trying to hit any set paces because, again, I don't know what those paces should be. I feel like I am just getting back into working on speed. And yeah, so went out for the run, didn't really look at the watch as I was running until I was done. So I hit stop at the end. I looked at my watch and there is 0% chance that it was accurate. It said it ended up reading something like my average pace for, I forget if I included my warmup in that run but the time trial was five miles. I might've included the warm up, but it basically said that it was like six minutes and 14 seconds a mile. No way, is it 0%. That, and that's what it was averaged for like five or six miles. 100%, not even close. What's so unfortunate about it is This is one of the rare times where I'm specifically trying to pay attention to pace because that's part of the challenge, which, like I said, we'll get into the main event. But this hasn't happened recently. Like it might have happened. I don't know. I've had a GPS watch for so long since I've and different variations of them, different models from since I started running practically. And I'm sure this... uh, has happened in the past where I'm like, no, that's kind of off. Maybe my watch needs an update or something, but it hasn't happened in the longest time in any sort of amount of time that I can remember. And it hasn't happened since. And I wasn't even, it's not like I did anything different to the watch. I didn't end up because I figured maybe it needs an update. And I tried to hook it up to update it. And it was just like giving me problems. And I just, yeah, got distracted and ended up doing something else. And then the next time I had to go out for a run, I was like, oh, I want, I never finished updating it. I wonder if it, the same thing is going to happen. No, it didn't. So I just think it is a very funny little situation that of all times where ideally, in an effort to take the speed challenge, if you want to get faster, 
based on your set time, there's no way I could get faster than that time from day one because I can't even, I can't even match that time. So that's an interesting little adventure and I need a do-over for my time trial. Now in weather-related news, it has been very warm here. It is, that's an understatement actually. (laughs) It was record-breaking heat and I am a hot weather runner. I think that I just would be, if I wasn't myself, As a human redheaded Mexican, I would be a lizard or some sort of desert living thing that enjoys laying on a hot rock. I don't want to be in a hot on a hot rock under the sun because I'm very I freckle quickly. I'm very light. So I would just burn. But if there's any way that I can just actually trade out my bed for just one big hot rock. I actually have never thought about this. Have you ever gotten a massage where they use the hot stones and they just push these hot stones onto your skin? It is like amazing. Imagine if they're, and they're so smooth and warm. I am just in desperate need of a massage. One of the many things that's still not open. I miss you massages. I said that really funny. Massages. I, I don't know if it's often, but it might be. I reference things from old TV shows fairly often that sometimes I've just seen and taken a liking to. One of them is Honey Boo Boo. There's a couple of quotes specifically from Honey Boo Boo Alana that I really love. One of them is they were asking her what she was doing. Or something, she has a mirror in her hand. I'm going to have to put the gifs in the show notes to share this joy. But she says, relaxing and eating. And I have played this out so hard, but I don't know how many times someone has texted me and asked like, oh, what are you doing? Or just like W-Y-D. And I reply with the gif of Alana looking at herself in the mirror, eating something. And it just says, relaxing and eating. Anyways, there is an episode where they're talking about something that they should do. I don't know if it's like for Mother's Day, for the mom or what. And she says like, oh, we should get smajas because she's a little kid and she calls them smajas. And there was a big period of time where I, too, called them smajas. And I realized that I said the word massage funny right now. And it reminded me of smajas. So there's that. Kind of along with that, I'm curious. I realize that I really like when little kids say words in a cute way like that. And my little brother used to say Harry Powder instead of Harry Potter. And I thought it was so cute and I never corrected him. And I just decided that's how we're going to say it now. And so I say Harry Powder because it's one of my favorite little memories of my little brother. And please message me if I am just really doing the little people in my life a huge disservice by continuing to just, when they say a word, I like to just, I'm just like, yes, this is adorable. I like that my niece says Gil for girl. She asked Ben the other day, are you sad that you're not a gill? And he was like, what? She's like, are you sad you're not a gill? Because you're so sweaty. I guess he was sweating a lot. Again, record-breaking heat out here. And she thought, like, he must be sweating like that because he is a boy and not a gill. Anyways, along with the extreme heat There are a lot of wildfires all around the state. They are impacting the air quality. um, And it's very scary and sad and serious. Definitely pray, send us rain. If you have a rain stick or know a rain dance, send those vibes this way. Because it's, I mean, all 
over the state, affecting so many people. And it's very scary and it's very dangerous. So I have to be mindful of that related to running in terms of watching for the air quality report. There's like this very sad irony of the fact that, you know, we have masks and they probably, the one time that I feel like people in California don't wear masks is when they are taking a walk or running. Outside of that, everyone's wearing masks around here. I think it was yesterday that Ben was talking to his brother who lives in Florida. He said something, they were talking about what they were doing and he, it was on speaker. Like they weren't talking about anything in particular. And I was just kind of like passing through a couple times. And his brother asked him, what's the compliance with people wearing masks? And Ben said, oh, cause his brother had just went out of state to go visit. They have like another property or something. And so they were talking about the difference in experiences from one state to the next. And then they were asking what the compliance is in California. And I think this is really interesting and maybe you'll find it that way too, because it is, even though even being within one country, let alone the world, it's so different from state to state, wherever you are. And I know people from all over the world, definitely all over the U.S. listen, and I'm waving to you from SoCal. I'm glad I just didn't hit the microphone. That's the worst. I just thought it was really interesting because it's a a fair, honest question. And around here, everyone is wearing a mask. I, I mean, it's the rule that you have to. It's the state mandated any public indoor space or anywhere outside where you can't social distance. Masks are required. Some cities around here can like have also made it kind of double down on the rule basically where you can get a ticket, a fine if you don't wear one. I feel like everyone's just going along with it. Like no one is really being difficult or challenging it. I haven't seen anyone refuse to wear it. Every single store, restaurant, whatever it is, has a sign outside reminding you like it just people wouldn't be able to go in. A lot of stores have a person at the door, so they won't let you in. Like they'll remind you. And it was almost like the reusable bags where one time a lady was walking up to the store and the guy says mask. And she was like, oh, like it's in my car. She just forgot to kind of grab it as she walked out, but it wasn't like a no, forget this. And I saw her in the store after with her mask. I just think it is basically... I think Ben said it was like, it's 99% compliance. Like we don't see everyone ever. I'm sure there are stories of people that refuse, but I haven't been aware of anything like that. And actually it was a very interesting experience. I went to yogurt land yesterday and I posted about it on the blog too, because I took a bunch of pictures. I used to when I was blogging like multiple times a day or at least daily what I was eating, it was, there was a lot of yogurt land on the blog. Uh, um, when you're posting all of your random foods and you go to yogurt land at least once a week, I went to yogurt land a lot. I, I might have been single-handedly responsible for making my local Froyo place the top seller in the state. I don't know if that's true, but I went a lot haven't been since February. And I actually, just because it is quite the production here to go to a restaurant or do anything like that, I really just haven't. And this weekend, it was Ben's birthday. He said he wanted to go to Yogurtland. So we went and we took a walk. So we took Diego and we had to then take turns going inside. And I have picked up food from places like I've ordered it off of Postmates or whatever and went to go pick it up or just like went in to order something and that's it. But we haven't sat down to eat anywhere since this pandemic started. And so this was definitely the first time kind of going to a place like this. And I had been curious how self-serve situations would work my favorite restaurant was the Whole Foods Hot Bar. 
And like, there are some epic ones around here. And they have just been completely shut down because it's not a safe situation to do like self-serve food in a pandemic, right? So that's been unfortunate. Anyways, Ben requested we go to Yogurtland. So we went, since we had Diego, he went first. We had to take turns. We couldn't go in with him. And Diego's just watching him so attentively through the window. We're kind of just standing there. And I realized that he's kind of messing with something on his hand as he's going through. And I wasn't sure. And then I saw that he had food service gloves. So I thought, this is more than just the mask situation. I'm going to document this because hopefully I am praying that this is all just a distant memory sometime very soon, that we look back on this time of wearing masks and gloves and everything being such a production and obviously not being able to do races and the social distancing and running groups. I mean, I could keep going on, right? I hope that this is all just like, hey, remember when that was how life was? How weird is that? Remember when at Yogurtland, they gave you gloves to put on first? So I took a a couple of pictures as I went in, but I wanted to not keep messing with my phone once I was in because there, obviously you have to wear a mask. That's common everywhere. There are in a lot of places, and I'm kind of just saying this because I, I think If you are in Southern California or potentially somewhere else that has similar rules right now, this is all very familiar, but ideally this will be a time capsule, an interesting one day. And, or it's just, I think interesting because it seems like other places are very different in how they are conducting things, but there is a, there's hand sanitizer and food service gloves that you put on before you get your cup. And then the Froyo is still all self-serve. And it didn't even occur to me, but Ben pointed out, he was like, remember they used to have the sample cups. Like you would go up and down with like sample cups, just getting some and tasting it right there. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, that was a part of the experience. There are stickers throughout the store, trying to on the floor, trying to remind you to stay socially distant. That was not easy to do. And I wasn't able to completely do it because the group in front of me, so I just went in by myself and Ben waited outside with Diego. That's my beautiful golden retriever. And I will put a picture of him in the show notes. If you don't know Diego, you should meet him. He's awesome. But there was a couple of kids in front of me and like the party. And they kept like, they came back a couple of times. Like one of them wanted to get another glove when I was like doing it after I had let them pass. And then, you know, when you're like, oh, wait, I want some of the ice cream that's at the front. They were kind of going around, but we were all wearing masks. It wasn't a big thing. I'm just being like painting the full picture of what the reality is, right? What are you going to do? Like, yeah, stuff like that happens. It's, I don't think it's a big deal. Anyways, so normal self-serve Froyo right there. That's when you get a little potentially close to other people. Everyone's wearing masks. Again, I think it's fine. But where the toppings bar, and this is like, I am there for the toppings. This is my favorite part of the entire experience. Now they have it kind of like Subway where it's that like clear glass or clear case and you can see the person doing it. All the toppings are behind this case. And one of the employees, when you get to that part says, do you want any toppings? And if you do, you hand them your cup and tell them what toppings you want. So it's good, right? I think that this is a great workaround I think it's going to ideally like help this business continue through this time. I think they found a way to make it work, which is awesome. I think it, you know, the employees wearing a mask and gloves, like all this stuff is good. (laughs) The thing is that like personally for me, that's my favorite part. And I, I do not. And I don't know if people would beg to differ. And by people, I mean ex-boyfriends and or my brothers, maybe my mom a little bit. But I I do not consider myself 
high maintenance at all. 100,000%. I would not describe myself as high maintenance. I like that someone has said in the past that they are mid maintenance. My friend that I actually, um, when I went to the Jerusalem Marathon, I met another runner and writer in, on the media trip. And she was like, I'm mid-maintenance. And I was like, I like it. I like it. I think I'm just particular about some things. Not a lot of things. Probably three things I am particular about. And one of them is dessert in that it has to have chocolate or it's not dessert. And the way that I set up my self-serve froyo. I really like to do my own toppings. I often get one piece of banana because I'm like, oh, banana, like someone sliced a banana for me. And I'll get some of the, or this is what I used to get. If the mango looks very ripe, I can't turn down ripe mango. So I will get a couple of the like best fruits and I'm getting it with the spoon. I'm not like, you can be particular about these things. And like, this is what I do. It's not like it takes me 500 years to do this. I know how to eyeball it and grab it again with the spoon. Um, and I feel like I have to clarify because I've seen a lot of memes of, or pictures of people like at a buffet. I saw a video a while back of a man at like, it looked like just like a store kind of self-serve, like soup, soup and salad bar area, full on like using the ladle for the soup to take a sip out of like it is a punch bowl and this is his own personal stash anyways I like to put the fruit toppings on top of the fruit flavored froyo and then I'll get some like granola and nuts for anything that's like another flavor I will get one animal cookie and I'm like I can't ask this girl. And you know how they have the pink and white animal cookies. I am not going to be that jerk. I see this would be high maintenance. If I were to tell her, can I have one white frosted animal cookie? Like not the pink one, the white one. And actually, no, not, not the camel. Is there an elephant in there? Or there's one king of the jungle in every box of animal cookies. If it is white frosted, can you please dig through this pile of cookies and put him at the top in the middle? No, I just like this dumb BS is my favorite, like just getting exactly the amount and ratio and everything of the Froyo, my favorite part of it. And yeah, so that was a bummer. But I am glad just for the world that Froyo can continue right now. And I don't know if I might wait until this whole situation is over to go back. That really depends on how long, I guess, the situation takes, right? But I just thought it was so interesting and so different. I have so many pictures. Actually, years ago... There were a lot of running bloggers that lived very close by. And we met, I don't know, like, I feel like often at a yogurt land. So like so close to my house, it was under a mile. A lot of times I would walk there as we would do these meetups. If a blogger was like visiting other family and they were going to be in the area and we're, we were in South Orange County. So sometimes if someone was coming with their family to Disneyland, which is more like North Orange County, but still like they would come down, we would meet at Yogurtland. This is like a staple of runitrepeat.com. And I just was like, this is such a different world and a different situation. And I thought it was very interesting. And I hope it'll just be a little memory sometime very soon. And we can do other things. But you can check that out on runnyrepeat.com along with the speed challenge stuff. All of that I will post there so that, yeah, you can join us, get some more info, look at pictures of Diego and all that stuff and other stuff. 
that is kind of running related, or at least actually activity related. I got a rowing machine, which I have not talked about yet on Runny Repeat, but I will very soon. I did post on Instagram. Definitely follow me, talk to me, be my friend at Runny Repeat on Instagram. But I posted a picture on the rower, just got it. And Ben put it together. Ben got it and put it together for me because he was just like, he knows that I've been kind of iffy about my foot and the air quality and all of the above. And I've never had a, I've never really used a home rower, home rowing machine. And I will put a link to the one that I got. It is shocking quiet. Like I really expected, I feel like I have had a ton and that's why I hesitated right now because I've had so many different home gym equipment, machines, like all of the above. I've tried so many. I've loved so many of them. I genuinely use them. And oftentimes like even in a review, if something says that it is quiet or it's light or it's X, Y, Z, like you don't know until you actually try it. You don't know whose measurement, something being difficult or heavy or quiet, like if that is accurate. And this, I am pleasantly so far surprised with that. I wake up very early and I just didn't want to, I want to like get up and go run. Or if I'm not going to run that day, I want to be able to use it. And so I was afraid that it would be too loud and potentially like wake up Ben or the neighbors or the entire state. And yeah, I'm really excited about that. And you know what else is good exercise and so fun, but weird? Beat Saber. So Ben got a VR headset, the Oculus. I don't know. I know there are a lot of different versions and fancy ones and this, that, and the other, but he has a virtual reality headset and he had told me about the Beat Saber game. And I was like, okay, yeah, noted. It just, I thought it was like interesting. I was curious about it, but I have tried it. I am not a video game person. So I think that I actually have not great hand-eye coordination. So I'm just on the easy level so far. I don't think I can speak on it with authority. But if you're actually not familiar, Beat Saber is a virtual reality game. Just it's two music you are using. I guess, oh my God, this didn't even occur to me. You kind of have lightsabers, like from Star Wars, in your hand. This is so funny that that just occurred to me. Because I was like, what are those things called? Like the laser sword. I was going to call it laser swords. You have two lightsabers in your hand. Or at least that's what it looks like to you. And these kind of like boxes come at you and you hit them. There's a different color, like right and left are two different colors in your hand of your lightsabers. And you hit them sometimes, most of the time, they have a small arrow on the top of the box and you hit them in the direction. And it's like kind of to the beat. And it's there are easy levels that are slower or just like less complicated, but a ton of fun songs. Like this isn't just, I don't know, going somewhere where it's just like, oh, wait, what songs are these? Or there's some, you know, the remake, because they can't get licensing of someone else making like a fun song their own. No, these are legit, like a lot of fun, popular songs. And you are waving your arms around with this huge, like goggle situation on your face. So it looks a little funny to someone on the outside. And it is so much fun. And I'm not even good at it. I feel like I have great rhythm. I did ballet folklorico. I've danced a ton when I was a kid. I was a cheerleader from like sixth through 12th grade. I am comfortable in a, and this isn't really dancing, but like a learning step situation 
you don't have to do anything with your feet. You have to move around a little bit. Sometimes you have to crouch or like lean to one side or the other. But like I said, I, I'm not a, I have no experience with video games. Like I've never been good at them. My brother was always like amazing at it. So I played probably a handful of times as we were kids. He crushed me. It was embarrassing and defeating. I was like, I don't need this. I'm out. So I think there's an aspect to it that isn't super intuitive. I've realized because I was like, shouldn't I just be rocking this right off the bat? But I realized I don't, um, I'm not used to that particular like hand-eye coordination. But even so, I highly recommend. I have no idea how much it costs. It's probably a Brazilian dollars. But if you're stuck inside and you like dancing around and virtual reality, and there's a ton of other stuff, obviously, like just to buy it for this. No, but I am having a freaking blast with it. I actually wish I was doing it right now. Kind of if you hear like a drop and like footsteps away, it's me going to play Beat Saber. But now let's get into the main event. This month's running calendar printout is available on runitrepeat.com right now. And there's a fun speed challenge to go along with it. So definitely check it out and join us. I'll put a link to the calendar and the speed challenge post in the show notes. And I've been making a lot more videos. So you can check those out on the site, IGTV or YouTube, whatever is easier for you when you're not listening to podcasts, however you like to get more content, watch videos, please make sure that you're following at Run It Repeat so that, yeah, you can see that content too. Now, for the speed challenge, you don't have to be following along with this month's running calendar to find a way to incorporate this into your own training, which is why I'm going to go over it. I think it's something that you can adapt and make work for potentially your workout plan or training plan, whatever you're kind of doing right now. And I'll go over the steps. So if you are listening to this in the future, and I do release running workout calendars monthly. So there might be another challenge potentially in the future, they will always be on runningrepeat.com, so you can check them out there. But for this month specifically, this is written into this month's plan. I might do a different focus in different months, kind of just depending on what your priorities are and what you need. So we might focus on endurance or nutrition down the line. But if you want to take the speed challenge, these are the steps. And actually, before I get into the steps, disclaimer, always, always check with your doctor before trying any new diet, exercise, workout plan, anything. You're not going to get faster if you get hurt, if just if you get sick, just make sure that you are in tip-top shape, especially when you are asking athletic things of your body. So step one is to pick a route that you can run three times this month. It should be a relatively short run for your current fitness level. So it's a run that you can complete right now. It doesn't feel like it is a march to your death, something you can run. It's not a literal walk in the park. It is a short route that you would like to run faster and it's a route that you're going to be able to run three times this month. So if you have a, it's your favorite kind of short route, but it's in your old neighborhood, you're not going to be able to get there anytime soon, or again, in two weeks, and then three weeks, I think we did it like the first, third and fifth kind of Friday of this month, or something to that effect but you need to be able to get there three separate times. It should be a short route. It doesn't matter if it is super flat because you're going to be comparing your time against yourself. So you're setting a time trial from the beginning. So it doesn't necessarily 
matter some of those specifics. Like it, it doesn't have to be a trek. It doesn't have to be a route that you would say, oh, that's super, that's a super fast route because you know there are not a lot of turns or it's pancake flat or it's even downhill, right? You are going to use this as the measure. So you're just going to be comparing it for your own, your own improvements. So the first time you're going to run this route to see what your time is, then get faster the second and third attempt. You want to note your finish time and any details on the calendar or in your running log, put in as much info as possible, especially info that is relevant to how you did. So note your effort level, note what time of day, note the weather, if there was anything that potentially impacted how fast or slow you went, if there was like an awesome song on your playlist that helped you run faster, if there was suddenly like a wall of strollers in front of you and you couldn't pass them for a half a mile, anything, right? Anything that is relevant to impacting how you did on that run. And these are all things really that you could put in your running log all the time. I just think sometimes we're not doing that. We're not super, super thorough. It can take a lot of time if you're just trying to quickly note your run after your workout and then go on with the next part of your day. This can take a few minutes, but for the purposes of improving, of getting faster, or potentially like going after another goal that there is a specific measurement, like running a longer distance or coming back from an injury, all of these details can be helpful information to get better. Now, step two is to run it, but run it smart and make sure that you are able to do well by warming up thoroughly before you do this run. Do a complete head-to-toe check-in with your body and a thorough warm-up, and then make sure that you time yourself consistently when you do this route. And I'm laughing because it this goes back to what I was saying in the beginning, I wasn't able to. I went to time myself. I was foiled. Like it was, what are the odds of this? That has, again, never happened before. So ideally, I don't know how that can be prevented. Make sure that you have all the updates on your app or phone. If you don't have a running watch, you can use a running tracker app, a stopwatch, like an actual stopwatch if they make those. There's also a stopwatch app on your phone or just in the clock on my phone. I think just in the clock app, there is both a timer and a stopwatch. And so, yeah, you could also use one of those. So you don't even need a running watch to be able to do this. And then you want to make sure that you log it, like I said, with any and all of the notes and really... In this run, and this is one of the most important things, especially for the first time trial that you were running it, notice your effort level, especially at first, because you're not really sure what you should set that goal to, right? So if this is your easy route that you run often, but you're not ever running it as fast as you can, you don't know how fast you can run it. And you don't necessarily want to make a set time. Cause what if you could go faster than that? What if you say, I want to average nine minute miles, right? But you could do 845. Like you don't want to limit yourself at the same time. You, do, you just want to see what you can do. So running at least the first time by effort level is key. You want to push yourself. You want to make sure that you can finish the distance, but really giving it a good tempo run effort. Everyone is different on this, but I would say on a scale of one to 10, one being you're sitting, basically 10 being you're running for your life. You're going to be somewhere in like a seven or eight, like a a really hard tempo because this is meant to be like a speed run. And again, this is after you're going to go push yourself to that effort level after 
you warm up and just for the amount of time that you're measuring the distance and do that same route two more times this month. And it's every other week right now so that you have this week off that you can do conditioning, running, speed work, stretching, resting, all of the above and yeah, improve. And actually that is step three, get faster. Oh, how easy is that? But in order to do that, look over your running log, see what changes you can make to get faster. Look into your effort level. Like, were you running at a seven, but you feel like you can push it to 7.5 on the second attempt and then maybe an eight on the third attempt? That's notable. Were you messing with wearing an old sports bra or shoes that give you blisters, like something that is just getting in the way of you being able to run your best? All of this information is important and relevant. And if you were new to speed work, one of the things in the running calendar is to do strides on the weeks that you are not doing one of the runs for the speed challenge. You don't want to overdo it. You never, like I said, getting injured is going to make you slower. So you never want to do anything that is going to injure you. Like staying healthy is the best way to help you get faster. So make sure that you are doing adequate rest. Like just be honest with yourself with where your fitness level is right now And if you are able and ready to do it, looking into doing strides, definitely making sure that you are refueling after the time trial runs and giving yourself proper rest. All of that is going to really help you get better. And it just, I think when you take those things seriously and you're treating yourself like an athlete, it just boosts your confidence. I feel like it is, and confidence is so important. Like having a strong mindset, seeing yourself as strong and fast is really, really important when it comes to endurance sports. We're told all the time how much of running, especially long distance running, running like a marathon or half marathon, how much of it is just needing mental strength. And it is really true. And sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. And one aspect or one way to do that is treating yourself like you are an athlete and like you are pushing yourself. And because of that, you deserve to refuel with good food, proper nutrition within like a half an hour after you finish a hard workout, making sure that you're getting good rest, making sure that you are stretching and you have the right gear to do your best, like all of those things contribute to your actual performance and also your your mindset and your confidence. So I think it's all, all of it works together to help you get faster, better, stronger. And like I said, that's basically it. That's That's the speed challenge. It is you running a set route and working on getting faster, In the follow-up times, I think paying attention to your effort level is also really good in your learning about yourself and your learning about your effort levels and how long you can hold on to a certain effort level, how long you can hold on to a certain pace too, right? If you're running with a GPS watch and, and watching your pace at the same time and thinking like, okay, this, I am running this pace, but my effort level is this. So how long can I maintain this pace? And, or I actually could push harder. Like I, my effort level is actually probably a little low for what I'm going for. All of this stuff is so individual. We are all at different abilities and fitness levels right now. Right. And especially because there aren't races this year, a lot of running groups aren't running together. I think that it's even more so a situation where, People, we're all over the place with what we have spent time on in terms of our fitness recently. Some of us have been playing a virtual reality game, just jumping around in the living room like a tonta, but that's just me. Anyways, 
the calendar and other info will be in the show notes at runeatrepeat.com. So definitely check that out and check in. Consistency is so important when it comes to running. So make sure that you are following at Runny Repeat on Instagram. I have been getting back to basics with IG and doing a daily run report. So I've posted every day so far this month, and I really want to continue it doing after I run, workout, whether it's strength training or rest day, whatever it is, just checking in, doing a post, and you can chime in on that post and say what you did that day, whether it was a run or a rest day, a strength train, whatever, beat saber, dance party, whatever it is. But make sure that you are following and either tag me so that I can see what fun you're up to, what beat sabering you're doing. Or yeah, I just think it's a a fun little virtual running club that we have when we can kind of share um, our actual journeys, uh, share what we're doing along the miles. So also that's one of the best ways to get a hold of me. So you can always DM me or ask a question in the comments of my latest post and I will see it faster than any other way. And now it's time for the awards. Today's award segment is sponsored by my friend who lets me use their Netflix account. Ding! Thank you very much. I just wanted to share quickly what I have been watching lately. I am very late to all of these things, but maybe there's someone else. Maybe you are too. And I want to share because I have, I feel like a whole new world has opened up to me. And I'm not just talking about the virtual reality world. I have been watching lately in first place, The Crown. I'm watching The Crown on Netflix. I'm obsessed with it. And I really feel like I am learning a ton because I'm watching it. And then I know from listening to different podcasts that have mentioned it, that some of the stuff that actually, this is kind of like a throwback to the last episode where we talked about the book Fast Girls being a historical fiction book. It's a historical fiction show. And that was mind blowing when I realized that because there are these significant events that are happening that are true. This is kind of what happened in terms of how Queen Elizabeth became queen and why, and some of the family dynamics, it is fascinating. And also wildly fascinating that everyone has made such a big deal about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle leaving the royal family and going to Canada. And like, this is just like insane. I, which I didn't know this, but I feel like obviously people from the UK would have been more familiar with this because it's like their own, the history of the monarch. But Queen Elizabeth's dad was king because his older brother didn't or like refused or stepped down, whatever you want to call it. He stepped down from being king because he wasn't going to be able to marry his fiance because she had been divorced and he walked away from the Royal family, which is like, and for a more controversial reason, I feel. So the fact that they've kind of stepped away from the monarch, but this just happened like two generations ago. Like, I just think it's weird that I haven't heard this mentioned or referenced at all, considering this other person, it would have been his great uncle, his mom's uncle. No, Queen Elizabeth's uncle. Anyways, his dad's great uncle, point is, I think it's weird that they stepped away from the being a part of the family for that. 
and they're also doing this now, it just seems like there's similarities that people should be chatting about. I don't know enough about this, but actually what I was going to say is as I'm watching the show, I am, I have my phone and I will look something up. I'll Google something and I'll end up going down a glory hole as we like to call it of information. Like I end up on Wikipedia a half an hour later, I paused the show to look up something about Winston Churchill and I'm just all over the place. And then I start the show again. It's hard for me to do both at the same time, but I feel like at least I'm watching the show and then I look something up and then I'm learning stuff. It's amazing. And I love it on a completely different note. Second place goes to Schitt's Creek. Really loved it. I really liked I want to say all of the characters. I I feel like I liked everyone in the show, which makes me happy. I feel like that's not a lot of times shows. They want you not to necessarily like someone or just, you don't, you don't necessarily like everyone, like everyone. I feel like I liked everyone in that show and I am really surprised. I feel like I heard on another podcast that, the show's over. Like it is the last episode was the series finale, like not just the season finale. And I don't think it ends in a nice little neat package. Like I I feel like it's kind of abrupt and I need more closure. So just a heads up. I should, I'll look into this a little more, but if that's the case, just a heads up that it might just end suddenly. And you're like, Hey, Can we just have one more season? And finally, third place, 30 Rock. It should be 30 place. I have watched some of this show in the past, but not consistently. I think kind of in passing, if Ben had it on somewhere on his computer, I would hear a joke or whatever. But it is very clever and quick and fun. And there's a lot of just like random little jokes. Tina Fey is cool. And I'm here for it. So highly rec, highly recommend. And that's it for today. I hope that you are having the best day, the best run. You'll find information on today's episode, plus training plans, recipes, and more on runeatrepeat.com. I will put a link in the show notes. Please tag at runeatrepeat on Instagram. Let me know what you're doing right now while listening. I love that. I always think it's super fun. And if you have another minute, please leave a review for the show or tell a friend about it. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great run. Bye.